Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. All too often now, we are seeing stories about guide dog owners being refused into shops, restaurants, taxis, minicabs. But why in the 21st century is this? The legal protection is there, but still we are hearing the embarrassment that's caused to the guide dog owners themselves when they are refused. Well, the charity Guide Dogs has been taking action for some time with uh, MPs at Westminster to try and get more changes in place to make it easier for the dogs to be allowed across the UK. Now, we have with us James White from Guide Dogs. Uh, James, an all too often recurrence that we're still talking about these stories absolutely and it is shocking uh, that it is still going on um, a recent survey that we conducted showed that three in four assistance dog owners have been refused entry simply because of their dog raised a, a range of the places where these refusals occur but taxis and minicabs are unfortunately the worst offenders so that's been a particular focus for us uh, guide dogs over the past 18 months or so are owners more confident about coming forward and complaining about this? I think that there is a problem still in terms of making sure that where illegal refusals take place and that people do make sure that they report those instances. Again, the survey that we conducted shows that you know there are still occasions where people are not you know, raising these issues and that's obviously part of the solution, You know, making sure that if you are unfortunately the victim of something like this that you do raise it and to make sure that for example taxi licensing authorities are fully aware of of what's going on and you make the point there james you know what is going on and making them aware of this because legislation is there to protect against this that's right i mean the equality act of 2010 is very clear particularly with regards to taxi and private hire vehicles however that said clearly there is a problem And that's been a real focus for us of late. Just as recently as November, there was a private member's bill that was debated in the House of Commons. A Labour MP called Andrew Gwynne basically brought that bill forward. And what that was calling for was the introduction of compulsory disability equality training for all taxi and minicab drivers, because we feel that education is going to be part of the solution Now, unfortunately, that bill ran out of time, which is often the way with private members' bills. But we do understand that the government is planning to strengthen um, the guidance that relates to to training of taxi minicab drivers. So we're looking forward to seeing what proposals emerge, hopefully in, in the very near future. And we'll be assessing what we as a charity do next with regards to that. To me, as as a guide dog owner, then I mean, I would think that having disability equality training for anyone who is in a public-facing service industry should be a prerequisite. Indeed, and that's part of the argument that we've been trying to make. I think that having that sort of training should be prerequisite, not only for um, the benefits it would offer to guide dog owners, other assistance dog owners, but also you know the general public. I think that. If you have employees who you know, are better trained, you know, that will bring benefits to your business generally. And I would agree that I think it's odd that in this day and age, this isn't a prerequisite. Indeed. And we have with us uh, Sue Smith uh, from Birmingham with us. Sue has had issues around this herself. Sue, tell me a little bit about the, the refusal that you had. How did it all come about? Okay, I went to a meeting three years ago now. It was in city centre Birmingham and I booked the taxis to go there and get back. The first 
one was just a little car which my dog managed to squeeze into and that was no trouble and coming back out as soon as the taxi man saw me and my dog he's quite a, a big guy dog i must admit he says no there's no room even though it was a people carrier and it had a hatchback as well i did ask him if he knew about the laws and things like this about refusing guide dogs and he says yes he says but the dog's not coming in and he got in his taxi and drove off leaving us it was getting dark and it was like raining and just left us on the pavement trying to find our way back to the rnib did you finally get a taxi to take you home the rnib called me a different taxi company who took me home they were brilliant no trouble at all so when you got home there, I mean, it must have been quite an embarrassing situation. It might be quite frightening as well if you're not too confident in the area that you're in. What was your next step? Because you didn't let that go. No, luckily I had been at the INRB and it was them that carried it on. They got in touch with the licence company and it all went through from there. So you contacted the RNIB uh, and they got in touch with the Solar Hill Taxi Licensing Board and you really you know, decided that you were going to make sure something was done about this and you went to court. How did that turn out? Well, obviously, I've never been to court before, so I was very nervous. When we got there, the driver had told them that he won't be turning up because he's under stress and depression because of what's happened. And so, you know, he he wanted to leave it for another two months before the case was brought to court. But because the people on my side had turned up, they carried on and found him guilty. And was he fined or were there any other punishments handed down? He was fined the the maximum for the case. That was £2,000 and £1,000 legal costs for the court. And he had his taxi licence taken off him for, I'm not sure, it was one or two months. But before that, he'd already lost his job. As soon as the taxi company found out what had happened, he lost his job straight away anyway, which was brilliant. Uh, James, an all too common incident, but Sue took this all the way to court and had a successful outcome. But it it still doesn't excuse the fact that it happens in the first place that that we can get this kind of result. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's credit and tribute to Sue for seeing it through. But again, the the process of having to go through that for a guide dog owner or assistant dog owner can obviously be time-consuming and traumatic in itself so you know it's not acceptable that these kinds of refusals are taking place and that's why we're working so hard to try and make sure they become a thing of the past. And as you say the work to have disability equality training brought in so that if we were to say minicab and taxi drivers have to go through this as part of their license application and possibly even any renewals? That's right we just think that is an important part of the solution here you know educating drivers so they are aware of the amazing role that that assistance dogs play you know will be a help for people like sue and obviously the thousands of other people out there who rely on taxis as an important part of their day-to-day lives james just finally if people you know have experienced this and aren't sure what the next step should be or would just like to know a little bit more about what the rights are as guide dog owners how can they go about doing that so there's a range of resources that we have available on our website so if people visit www.guidedogs.org.uk forward slash access all areas, which is the name of the campaign, they'll find some resources there. They can also uh, contact their local guide dog mobility teams who 
we'll be able to signpost them in the right direction. But I would stress that point that if in the really sad and unfortunate but all too common event of an access refusal, it is important that they are reported. So I would encourage people that fall victim to this, if they're able, to make sure that they do notify people that it's going on. James, let's hope it's not too long then before this is discussed again at Westminster and the equality training is brought in. And Sue, well done with the result that you got from that particular case. Thank you to both for joining us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.